Welcome to God's Toolbox, the Bible. Here we connect the dots between God's Word and your real life experiences, challenges, and successes. Join us as we all get closer to living out God's purposes and His abundant life designed just for us. God bless you. Let us begin our noonday service with prayer. Thank you, Father God, for this opportunity and once again to come before your presence and worship you. Holy Spirit, you are welcome to come into this place to teach us, to lead us, to guide us, to inspire us. We pray, Lord, for those that are sick among us. We call the name of Brother Ricardo Stanley and Sister Mildred Purnell. Lord, heal them, heal their bodies, make them whole again and able to walk and talk and be among us. We thank you for what you have done already in their lives, in the lives of those that are surrounding them. Lord, we pray right now during this this season of candidacy, we pray for those that are running for office in our government because we know that you instituted government, Lord. And we know that there are people who are called to offices. And so we pray for them that you would allow them to to be able to be successful in the office in which they are called. We pray for our young people that are in our schools and our teachers, Lord. They go through so much and so much is expected from both the young people and from their teachers and administrators and bus drivers and cafeteria workers. And we ask that you would cover them, Lord, cover them with your protection with your love, and with your guidance. We pray for everybody that's on the line today, every individual, every family they represent, every community, every church, that you would touch all of us. And Lord, speak through me that your people may hear. It's not about me, but it's all about you. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen on today. Our word comes from two places. And so I want to ask you, if you will, turn with me to uh, the book of Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. I'm just going to read one verse of Hebrews chapter 10. And it says from the New King James Version. Hebrews 10 and 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. I'm going to read that again. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. And then, if you will, Turn with me to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 10, and I'm going to be reading verses 
46 through 52. The Gospel of, of Mark, chapter 10, beginning at verse 46. It says, Now they came to Jericho. As he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he, became, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. I'd like to use for a subject of this noonday service, uh, live in your hope. Live in your hope. What is hope? Hope is an optimistic state of mind based on an expectation of a positive outcome. In other words, it's being optimistic that good is going to come of the thing that you're hoping for, hoping about. 1 Peter 3 and 15 says you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. Hope. As believers of Jesus Christ, we always have hope. But we don't always act like it. We say we believe, but we live as those without hope. We worry talking about myself now, we worry, we're fearful, we get anxious, we try to do it ourselves. You know, when God is not coming fast enough, we try to work it out ourselves. We do all the things that those of the world do. So consequently, when they look at us, we look just like them. The Christians are just as worried as the non-Christians. We watch the news and we get just as fearful and, 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 and negative and pessimistic as everybody else. But God wants us to stand out as people of hope. Be ready to tell them 
why we are hopeful. Be ready to say, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. That hymn says it all. That's how we are supposed to show that we're different. That we have a hope that's a solid rock. And so we don't worry like others. We don't fear like others. We don't get anxious. We don't try to 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 do it ourselves. We wait on God. And let's look at that scripture from Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Let us hold fast. How do we hold fast? We, be, we, we become passionate and determined that we're going to hold on to what, what the Bible says, what God says, what Jesus said in his word. The Bible was written to encourage believers. And if we look at this verse in chapter 10, and then we look further into chapter 11 of Hebrews, You'll see all these people, the hall of faith, that had faith. They had hope in what God told them would happen, and they acted on that in faith. And great things happened. Not that they always had it good, and that they didn't run into trouble, and that they didn't suffer. But regardless of that, they did not lose hope. We don't lose hope. So then it says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope, the confession of our hope that we are saved people. We are born again and there are benefits to living a saved life. There are benefits. When we get saved, the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of us. And leads and guides us and tells us what to say and how to say it and where to to move and when to, to be still. Benefits to reading God's word, the benefits of prayer and communication and, and, and communion with God, worshiping him. It builds us up and grows us up and makes us strong. So that despite what comes, we know that it all works to the good. And so we always keep our hope. Hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. Being consistent. Not double-minded. Not doubting or sounding like the world. Not talking negatively when people come to you about how bad the economy is and how gas prices are are rising and the food is going up. And your confession of faith would say, yes, gas is going up. 
food, the price of food is going high, but thank God that the Bible says the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Despite everything, I have a hope. So I'm not going to waver. For he who promised is faithful. God is not a man that he should lie. He who promised is faithful. And when I was studying this scripture, studying for this sermon, the Lord showed me this story of blind Bartimaeus. Because a lot of times we have misgivings and misconceptions about who God blesses and how he blesses us and why he blesses us. Here is this man, blind Bartimaeus, and we don't know a whole lot about him. It doesn't say he was born blind, so we might assume what we don't really know. Maybe he lost his sight for some reason or other. We don't really know. I guess that's not really that important. But he was blind. He was a beggar. Sitting by the side of the road begging. And he heard that Jesus of Nazareth was coming by. Apparently, he had heard the talk of Jesus, this man who is the son of God, proclaims to be the son of God, who's healing people, who's transforming lives, making the, 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 the blind to see, the dumb to talk, the lame to walk. And he had hope. He had hope. It says that, that, that as he was Jesus was coming by, he started to yell out, and people told him to be quiet. See, there's always people that want to shut you down. They, they don't want you following Jesus. They don't want you talking about him. They want, to, they want to shut you up, and they told him to be quiet. This blind beggar who had no resources it says, but a garment. But he had hope. He had hope. And when he heard that Jesus was coming by, his hope grabbed a hold of him. And in faith, he called out and kept calling out, despite the fact that they were telling him to be quiet. He would not stop. He addressed Jesus as son of David. He, he addressed him in a respectful manner. He said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. You know, don't, don't let me live like this, even though this is what I deserve. Have mercy on me. And he, because he was calling out repeatedly, he got Jesus' attention. That too is a lesson for us. What we need from the Lord, we need to ask. 
with hope, in faith, that God will answer our prayer, that we will get his attention. And so Jesus inquired, he said, to, for, for them to, to have the man come to him. And blind Bartimaeus got up and he went before Jesus. He went before Jesus and Jesus said to him, What is it that, that I can do for you? And he told Jesus, I'd like to have my sight back. I want to be able to see. He said it without wavering, without doubting. Isn't that what it says in Hebrews 10 and 23? Hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. So he just told him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. That's what I want. He didn't stammer. He didn't stutter. He didn't start making excuses. Well, 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 I used to see, but I, I didn't live right. And I got this diabetes and I lost my, he didn't give any of that explanation. He just asked for his sight. Without wavering, without doubting. Feeling like Jesus had the ability and all he had to do was say the word. Say the word. And what did Jesus say? He said, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. We, we, we know in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it talks about love. And it says, faith. Hope and love, the greatest of these is love. But when all three are together, that's powerful. That is powerful. It was his hope that made him call out his faith that God could do it and the love of God that did it for him. And immediately he received his sight. Immediately he received his sight. But then look at what it says, too. It says, and follow Jesus on the road. Because sometimes we ask for things, we get them, and then we don't feel like we need God anymore. I got what I needed from him. I'm done. I'm out of here. That's not what it says. It says he gained his sight and followed Jesus. Live in your hope. Your hope. This is an example, the story of blind Bartimaeus, of what Hebrews 10 and 23 is talking about. Being hopeful, confessing our hope without wavering. And sometimes we think we have to do all these different things. This blind beggar had nothing. He wasn't sitting up in church every Sunday. 
He wasn't reading his Bible from cover to cover all the time. Those things are good, but they don't save us. And sometimes we do those things thinking that we can get extra credit from God because I'm not like other men. No, when you do those things for the wrong motive, you're no better than anybody else because you're trying to manipulate God. And there is no formula to God. God is who he is. He does whatsoever he will. But what he's done for others, he will do for you. If your heart is right and postured towards God, and when the answer comes, it may not be the answer you were looking for, but it's the right answer for you. Live in your hope. God bless you. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you today for showing us how we need to live, how we need to be optimistic, because you, Lord, you're the solid rock that we stand on. And even though all other ground is sinking sand, we put our hope and our trust in you. And we know that you will not fail us. We thank you, Lord. We ask that we would not worry, not be fearful, not get anxious like the world. But because we worship you, as Lord of our lives, we are ready always to give other believers, other unbelievers, other, others that are unbelievers, when they ask about our hope, we are ready to explain that it comes from you. And we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in our lives. We thank you for the answers to our prayers as we posture our hearts to you. We thank you. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen on today. I hope the word has helped you, inspired you, has given you the encouragement you need to be the person that God created you to be. Whatever he's calling you to, he's able to equip you to do. We thank you on today. We ask that you would join us next week, the same time. And if it's so that you are able to Join us on Monday nights at 7 for our Bible study. We will be studying this upcoming Bible study. Monday night, we'll be doing the last chapter in the book of James, James chapter 5. And we'll be glad to have you join us. 
We thank you for being with us on this noonday service. And we ask you to go out and be great for God. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forevermore. Let us all say, Amen. I love you all. Thank you for joining us. And God bless you.